thinks you know the old adage that you are a man's best friend, well, let's not forget here that you're also a woman's best friend. That's why I'm zooming over to Hampstead now to meet up with singer, songwriter and actor Colette Cooper, who has sought inspiration from her Parsons Russell, Billy, along with many other greats like Janice Joplin and Billie Holiday. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. It's so lovely to be here on your roof, oh, chatting on a dog's life. Welcome. I know, oh. isn't it great? It's our <laughs> terrace, fabulous. It Do you is. Love it? No, I've been here before. You've been here before. Yeah, We're going to have a party yeah. tomorrow as well, you know. Oh, are you? We'd love you to come. Oh, I'd love to come. Will you come tomorrow? I think I can. Yeah, because we just did it very spontaneous. Me a few times and I felt really bad. But one time I was driving someone to the airport, yeah. city airport, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously, couldn't drink and drive. No, true. And, um, and then the other time, something else was going on. So. I couldn't do it. But anyway, you know. It's good to see you. You look gorgeous. Oh, stop it. That dress, your hair, <laughs> stunning. You look like Bridget Bardot with that blonde hair and that white dress. Gorgeous. Ignore me, I'm in my Heath clothes. I've just. Bridget Bardot is actually on the cover of this little book I brought along to show you because there's a <gasps> massive link in this book oh, called really? Women and yeah. Dogs. Oh, that's right? a sign. Yeah. That, that this wonderful woman, Judith Watts, put together, who I met at Crofts. Judith Watts, I have. Years ago, she yeah. had a miniature bull terrier, so she came around Crofts to see the miniature bull terriers in homage of her dog. You know? mm -hmm. And we got chatting, obviously, and she, she obviously met Molly, so it's kind of a massive link. And Lovely so book. she told me about What's the book called? Women and Dogs. Women and, she and did Dogs. Men and Dogs as well. So I've got right. both of them. They're really lovely. And so, and because here's Janice Joplin. I know. And of course, you've <laughs> a scored. great photo in a yeah. car. Oh, with, with George. George, her dog. Yeah, so now dog. George, her dog, features in your rendition of being Janice Joplin on yes. the stage. Because I'm proud I've followed this. So yes. we, I suppose we should say that you're my producer's partner. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we know right. each other <laughs> quite well already. Yeah. But isn't and he produced the play as yeah. well. He produced the play, Mike. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. Because um, in the first, uh, the, the first when we were developing the play yeah. uh, last year, well, when we started, we first did the read through in March 2020, just before lockdown, and that was in development. That was just uh, the read through performance, and the, the script changed even then from last year as you know when we we, uh, we previewed it at the union theater i didn't get to that show oh no you oh sorry so we previewed no, it at century the, club when we did that and special. the other little the yeah. other little pub theater because that's when we were develop, just developing yeah. it because we wanted the audience's reaction as you're writing something and then finally um because as you know i've done so much research over the years on janice um and finally we premiered it this year at the old red line and you came to that and there's a she talks about her dog George yes which because George was her best friend she absolutely loved that dog well you know, you know I mean that's kind of what this book celebrates really yeah. is how dogs have influenced great women yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not only Janice there's Billie Holiday's in well, here Billie Holiday another one boxer. I love her relationship yeah. with her dog yeah. yeah her poodle was cremated with her I know yeah I know like, I'd do that I'm with Billie Billie would have to be cremated with me absolutely I know I'm the same on that yeah. but it was her boxer who's pictured in this book now yes. I can't find it. Um, it's a great photo. I know that photo well. Yeah, and it's interesting. Her box has got cropped ears. 
you see, yeah, yeah they which used is because they, yeah, they, they still do, do in America. They still do, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. No, no, we don't like that. I don't that. like it with the tails, the ears, I, I hate. But it just shows how then, you know, mm. it was kind of considered, nor you know what I mean? Normal, yes. you yeah. know, almost a cultural thing, which we've come on, you know, so far. It's a shame they still do that in America. It should be banned, really. You know? I know, no, totally. I mean, all these amazing, here we go, there she is. Yeah, great photo. So what does it say? Oh, she had a number of dogs. Yes. Uh, there was Moochie, a wirehead terrier. Yeah. Rajah Ravoy, yeah. a mongrel she gave to her mother, yeah. and a standard poodle, whom, when she died, she had cremated in yeah. her mink coat. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, Billy is named after Billy Holiday. I, I know it's a he, but I named Billy after Billy. No, Holiday. no, no. Well, it's Billy's. Yeah. The, I had a years ago. Yeah, I had yeah. a little kitten called Billy, yeah. and she was a girl. Yeah, I named her after. But oh, um, Billy, yeah. Billy Holiday. No, yeah. so look, there's so anyway. But the Janice one, no, it's a fantastic photo. I mean, look at her in a in a car. Her, uh, uh, it was her beetle. It's a real T-bird, isn't it? Yeah, like, it was a beetle, wasn't it? And she had it all painted, and um, just amazing. That outfit, that very outfit, you'll recognise from the play. Yes. So the yeah, the play we did. With your uh, gold waist, sparkly waistcoat. Well, the, it was astonishing how we were able to get that waistcoat i mean i like to think that it was actually hers actually <laughs> but um the outfits um our costume designer um amanda newell did an extraordinary job job on the costumes and and she's up for an award for that she's oh, been nominated so it for did really well didn't it no, it we'll did amazing more specifically about but this yeah, is all linking to dogs it is i mean it's a, it, it, it it did so well we, we've worked so hard and it's been through rewrites and all kinds of things and when we finally we, we always wanted to premiere it at the old red line that's what because that's the great stepping stone to the west end the transfer to the west end because it is a west end show um it's a hit show without it's a hit show and um, can I say that, or is that bigging my, is it bigging it up too much? <laughs> I think it was a hit. It is from, a hit show. From what's happened so far, I read yeah. some of the reviews. No, I mean, we, we, it definitely wasn't a flop. No, we, <laughs> you're right. I mean, we've got five star reviews all across the board. We've been we're up for five awards, but most importantly, the audience, absolutely like yourself, absolutely invested in it. They 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 absolutely loved it and uh, really really. Um, threw themselves into the whole immersive feeling, you know, the immersive vibe. And the Old Red Line is the perfect place to premiere something like that because it's intimate. And from then we've had great interest and we want to transfer it to the West End next year in a bigger theatre and, and, you know, see what happens. But it was great playing, but as you know, you've seen it, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. It's exhilarating. You, know, you put everything into it. I mean, it. it's, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. like a, a marathon every night. Anna. Yeah, I don't know how you Janis did it. Joplin could not play Janis Joplin herself. I say that on every interview, you know. But Janis Joplin couldn't play Janis Joplin herself. That's how difficult it was. I, I just had to be so strict with myself. I couldn't speak after the play finished at 9 p.m. until I got to the theatre the next day at 6 or 5.30. I had to do warm-ups. Um, obviously don't smoke couldn't drink I had to be so strict because it's such a, a i mean i've i've done one woman plays before actually i did um i've done stringberg the uh the stronger i've done talking heads the actress and that is a piece of piece of cake compared to this i mean it is just 
exhilarating. But also this was kind of your baby because you wrote it. Yes. So kind of different, I think, yeah. as well. Yeah, it lot. is. Because I spent so much time when, when Mike, the producer, and I came up with the idea back in 2017 even, even um, I started to do research because I didn't know an awful lot about Janis Joplin. I, said this I didn't hardly Mike, know anything you know, about her. But I said this to Mike. Yeah. Well, Mike's here, didn't yeah. I, Mike? And <laughs> um, we were walking over to Jenny Murray's, actually, as you yeah. do, to record a podcast. And um, I think I'd just been to the play at Camberwell then. Yeah. And um, I said, you know, I think this is genius. I said, because, you know, nobody knows very much about Janis Joplin. That's right. It's like. Not in know, England, not, you know. Yeah. And we all know she died young and it was absolutely dreadful. Yeah. But, you know, there seems a bit of, you know, missing image. And um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, so when I start, because as a, as you know, I'm a jazz sort of jazz blues. Well, I'm 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 a singer. I hate to say I'm a jazz and blues singer. I'm I'm just somebody who's influenced by that music. I'm I'm just a singer, you know, and I'm influenced by jazz and blues and soul. And, and dogs. Um, and dogs, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, like, great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I have I have had a few people in the past over the years saying to me your energy is very similar to Janis Joplin on stage. You're quite similar, you're, you're in between Janis Joplin and Edith Piaf and one, one reviewer said she's Janis Joplin um, channeling Edith Piaf, something like that. And then this West End producer who uh, was a good friend of my friend came to see, see my show at the 100 Club and we chatted afterwards, he said, you know, you should do you should do a musical, not a musical, but you know, you should play someone like Janis Joplin. But I'm not doing a musical, I can't bear to do a musical. But this isn't a musical, as you know, it's a play about her life story set in a Woodstock Vibe Festival um, and backstage in her dressing room. And it's a play driven by music. You know, it's not a musical. And um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to look into this, yeah, because I, I want to combine, because I'm an actor, yeah. I want to combine my acting and my singing, so that's a great idea. So I started to do the research when me and Mike sat down, and I, well, it was actually when I sat down with Mike and I said, you know, told him what the producer had said, and he said, you know, you should play Janis Joplin. I was like, this is great. So we started talking about the idea and then got to work on the treatment started writing it and we went through you know even little things like at the beginning I brought a, a lovely guy on board as a comedian actually thought oh maybe he can come on board and inject some comedy ironically he came on board and injected all this drama and it was like in the end I was like you know what there's only one person who can write this and that's me yeah so yeah. I just went for my original ideas and but there just... are funny moments which are great but you know ultimately yeah. you're telling a sad story it is a sad story yeah. because <laughs> it's a sad story because she was uh you know, she was 27 when she died. And, and as you know, I'm not 27. <laughs> but she, uh, the reason why I can play her, because she was an old soul and she didn't look 27. She, you no, know, she, she looked, looked my age. She looked about 40. No, she I know, but age. she lived hard. She lived hard. Played she hard was a and... heavy drinker. She was a heroin addict. She, you know, ultimately died from heroin at 27. And she... But she was part of that era epic, that epoch, era. Epoch. absolutely yeah. you know and she was she was revolutionary because she came along at a time there was nobody like her like they'd say grace slick was similar not really grace Slick, she was amazing um but she wasn't she was more loose and more free and she was hippie-ish but she wasn't like janice janice was so raw and it was a time when you had the like people like she sandy shaw dusty yeah dusty springfield yeah. she had all she came 
at a time when you had all those amazing singers, Dusty Springfield being one of them, um, Sandy Shaw, lots of those amazing singers, but who were very straight mm. and very controlled Lulu, and, 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 Lulu, and very prim and very pretty and their hair was perfect and their dress was perfect and they were very still on stage and they were fabulous in their own right. Then Janice comes along almost very tomboyish she comes along and she has this wild hair no makeup her clothes are sweaty her hair sweaty and she lets loose and she has no inhibitions on stage there's no nothing controlled about her she's raw and everything she does is so truthful yeah, unlike exactly. the artists around her at that time so she was revolutionary and she was this amazing energy that you know yeah, no, I mean, I, I, honestly, as inspired I think really, women today, and you really give. I mean, you know, a, a piece of history yeah. when you go. It's, so it's educational as yes. well, I think, because yeah. loads of people don't know anything about jazz, and, they and, and they'll get less and less, of course. That's sadly. right. And what was you know. what was great? We had such an eclectic audience, in, especially in terms of age age range. You know, um, we had people there, eighteen year olds to seventy year olds. And the younger generation, we, I spoke to a couple of girls after the show one night, they were 27, and the reason why they came is because Janice is part of that 27 club, along with Jim Morrison, uh, yes, Jimi yes. Hendrix, was, Amy Winehouse. Th there was the three deaths, That's wasn't right. it? All, yeah. Oh, and Brian Jones. Yeah, Brian Jones, of course, yeah, of course. And then um, they came for that reason only, and they said, because we wanted, you know, the 27 club, we wanted to know who this artist was. And they interesting what they said to me they said we related so much to her feelings at that time us being 27 and we didn't know anything about her we didn't know her name we didn't know anything and now they've gone on that night they've gone on to go on Spotify they've downloaded her albums they've bought which albums nowadays, which is great you know yeah, we're, you we're introducing 20 yeah, years ago exactly we're introducing her to new audiences mm. you know and then you've got um of course the older crowd the real Jan you know the old janice joplin fans who lived that era love that era and then you've got you know the the middle section of you know, the 30 year olds 35 year olds who kind of know her didn't know enough about her again they've fallen back in love with her and know the story and they've they've gone on a journey it's keeping you know, her alive isn't keeping it? her alive and she should be kept alive because she's incredible and she did she had full as you know full of insecurities yeah exactly all of insecurities in which we can all drives, relate to yeah that drives so much cre creativity really yeah i mean from everybody you know yeah. even the rolling stones of you know, course God, of course you know. yeah um so yeah that's that's why her pain is so relatable that's so why, relatable uh, you know and also you know she <laughs> it was, happens to us all of course <laughs> and she you know she was heavily bullied at school and at college as you know and uh, from you know the play will tell you that and also you know she was quite ahead of her time in her way of thinking and she just had a massive heart. She came from a town that was backwards, you know, they had segregation and she she didn't believe in that. She stood up to that. She yeah. stood up and said, this is wrong. You're segregating, you know, um, people for their race, their colour. And she got extremely bullied. She had the, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, well, the guy, young Ku Klux Klan chasing her down the street, so, as you know. You know it was such a different time in history. But Absolutely. Listen, tell and me. she bought Bessie Smith's headstone because Bessie Smith yeah. was a massive hero and, her and influence. As Bessie Smith is mine, and that was the two things. When I ah. started to do the research on her, I realised we had parallels of um, um, we were we were um, similar in so many ways. 
I, I, Bessie Smith, and, and I realised then when people have said to me in the past, you're similar to Janis Joplin, must be because maybe because my, my influence, we have the same influence, Bessie Smith. And she went on to buy Bessie Smith's headstone because Bessie Smith was out was without a headstone for 30 years. And because Janice loved her so much and admittedly said, you know, I sing because of her. And she got, I thought that was just beautiful. Yeah. Wow. So tell me, you know, obviously you'd be beginning by singing to, to Mike here, you know, going, <laughs> what do you think of this? You know what I mean? And then going through, you know, the, the, some of the classic numbers. Mm. But actually, we'll talk about the fact you actually wrote a specific song that yes. actually could yeah. have been written by Janice and maybe yeah. postulating in the universe out there yes. it would have been her next hit single yes and that's how but, we did it in the as you know in the play and here we go we're bringing producer Mike back into the conversation now because we wrote we might that as well join we, in, yeah, Mike. We, we, we wrote we wrote that together yeah. Mike and I wrote that together yeah. and it's the it's the title track of the play tomorrow maybe my last love the bad stinking Texas had to fly man of that and so my heart split to Frisco, freedom from my past, oh yes indeed. Oh mama, our dreams come true, if only in my dreams, oh yeah, tomorrow. And uh, it's had multiple plays on the radio, which has been great, leading up to the play, great advertising. And um, we, and ironically through, well, I don't know if it's ironic, but throughout the play, as you know, that is the number that really gets people in the heart. I mean, one night I was singing, and I, I, I always recognize as people in the audience crying, like, but one night I was singing, and uh, I did nearly laugh, because I started singing it tomorrow, maybe my last, and this per guy, I don't know if it was a guy or a woman, literally started wailing, like, <laughs> wailing. And I thought, oh my God, I, I didn't know whether to stop to see if they were okay. <laughs> yeah. And then other people were crying, but they were wait, this person was wailing. And I did then have to you kind know of- you've done it. That's yeah, success. Yeah, 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 that's true, yeah. It, yeah. But it yeah. is a very lovely song and it's Does about Billy her. Like it? Billy barks anytime I sing, he jumps up at me, barks. He's like, arr, 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 arr. it's a critic, aren't you, Billy? But then sometimes when he's tired and I pick him up, I do sing to him and he, he just stares at me and he falls asleep and he loves it when I, I sing little lullabies to him or I sing little songs and he does love it. But when I'm singing big numbers, he's like, yeah, look. And he's come to rehearsals. Well, he has come to a rehearsal. We, there was the last time, one and only time because he was, was he sat on your knee or somebody's knee? He was sat on somebody's knee and he, he just wanted to be with me on stage and jumping up, barking. I was like, he can't come to rehearsals. Well, he's a terrier, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. They, they, they can be quite, you know, noise sensitive and yes. sensitive. You know, they're, yeah. they're alert dogs, you know. Yeah, they're not, yeah. you know, your placid Labrador in the corner. The yeah. terrier's there to kind of get the rat get the mouse, yes. you know, quickly, yeah, I'll go down the hole and get the fox, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, they're not, yeah. they're not backwards and coming forward no, type you're dogs, so right. that's what they're for, you yeah, know, which, yeah. 
Yeah, which we were talking about in a podcast with this wonderful woman, Kim Brophy, recently. It's like, you know, sometimes terriers get such a bad rap, but hang on a minute, people, pause. We've created this in our dogs to be the great helpers for us through most part of our history on Earth when we didn't have drains, you know, and we needed terriers to stop us getting bubonic plague by rats that were everywhere. There was nothing, you know, rats were above ground. That's you know right, I mean? yeah. So we needed these dogs, so we, yeah. we bred them. We, for they, that reason. Exactly. So, you know, you can't have a shrinking violet taking on a rat. No. <laughs> Although when we're on the heath and he loves to chase the squirrels, but when he gets to the squirrel and he has he doesn't do anything same with the birds he if the, he'll chase it but if the birds his bird is just standing still he'll just look and then walk away he's amazing he's so kind and he has a little friendship with um a crow there doesn't he a big blackbird with this big crow and he plays with billy and at one point the crow is just just stationary and billy just walked up and the they just touched each other's nose. Wow. It, I wish we'd got that on film. It was unbelievable. And then that afternoon, Billy was barking at the back door here on the terrace, barking, barking to come out, let him out. I, I, I don't know if it was the same crow. It had to be. There's the crow sitting on the left the, oh, there. funny. And but Billy's wagging his tail and barking and the crow's just there. Now that has to be the same crow. Well, I'd say so, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, it's very interesting. You know, I always say interspecies communication. I mean, yeah. you know, when I brought my cat Gremlin in, well, he moved in with us, actually, mm. with Molly, my first bull terrier, who hated yeah. cats. And she was nine and never lived with a cat because I actually never wanted to live with a cat particularly either. Yeah, yeah. But Gremlin had other plans, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> a lot of cats do. <laughs> so this little kitten, like this big, squeezed oh. through my trellis. Oh, it was such a long story. Oh. And they became the best friends. And and it was utterly remarkable to be honest and it was a perfect foil for Molly because Gremlin obviously wasn't a dog which wouldn't have she wouldn't have coped well with another dog at that point in our life to bring in I did bring another dog in later to play that trump card that you often have to which is to bring a young dog in to in in you know to enliven yeah. the older dog yeah. you know with extra enrichment of something else to do even yeah. you no know, naughty puppies being yeah. a bit annoying <laughs> that means the older dog's got to get up go listen mate actually in this house we do it like this do you yeah. know what I mean yeah so it's all keeping yeah. me up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's golden I'll, I'll at some point I'll be doing that I think actually. so yeah because I, know, because I love is ten now. <gasps> No, God, totally Mr. Bonkers. Diggs does not look ten. No, I know. Actually, in <clears throat> fairness to myself, he that's the collagen really is getting. It's the collagen. It's all the food he's had Absolutely. over eight years. You know, no medication. No, um, doesn't need it. Exactly. Doesn't need it. And of it. course, the raw diet, which I'm so pleased you're feeding Billy now. We love raw diet. Well, when we first got Billy, he was on a raw diet. Actually, he was on. Uh, I forgot the name of the actual. Product, actually. But anyway, it was pretty. It was a good one, and then we've been through a couple of raw uh, foods, and then we put him onto yeah, we put yeah. him onto um, something else, which <laughs> we, yeah, that one, the which, popular one, yeah, which was great. I've and also, he lost he lost all the his, started to lose his fur on his belly, and I just thought that was a seasonal thing, right? Because he was really kind. I thought, oh look how. Be-. When we then put him on Paleo Ridge, which yeah. we're ambassadors for, um, it is the best. 
best dog food. I mean, I wouldn't even call it dog food. Well, I'm amazed humans can eat it. Humans can eat it. We talked for a while about getting Billy onto raw. Well, you're right because you know, well, because and I was I was determined because you, you know I love you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. I also know how much you love Billy. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, because remember, you know, listen, I've studied cane. I am a cane. Absolutely. I've fed raw now for 21 years. Exactly. No, so, you're right. And you know, I know that all the scaremongering around yeah, it comes out really like twice a off. year, and you've got to think. Who paid for that research? Absolutely. You know, and also, you know, you're right. And you were the one who said, no, guys, come on, come on. And he wasn't on that other dog food for very long. No, he, he well, wasn't. he's only young anyway. Yeah, exactly. Old, he's going to be five the end of September. So when did you bring him into your life? Just before he was one. Oh. Yeah, loved him, loved him so much. And then all his fur grew back, didn't it? All his fur yeah. grew back. And he just has the healthiest diet. He, that Paleo Ridge is just unbelievable. And I wouldn't even call that dog food because it's so good. You could eat it, Mike. I mean, you can well, see how good. <laughs> hang on a minute. It is made from cuts of meat that aren't designed for human consumption. Like tripe, that's, I couldn't, yeah. That's the whole point of Paleo Ridge because yeah. it's really sustainable. We yeah. did an episode with yeah. Will. That's why they can kind of justify it. Because in this age of veganism. Which yeah. I am, but. Oh, yeah, I'm okay, <laughs> But my well, dog isn't. vegetarian. But my dog isn't exactly, vegan. Exactly. And I would never, I'd never and, enforce and actually, that on you know, farming, it's not the big bad guy. You know, we yeah, need yeah. the ecosystem. Yeah. And my vet in Shropshire, she yeah. runs an organic dairy farm. Yeah, yeah. And her land's all organic. It's amazing up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's obviously a holistic vet and yeah. a normal vet. So yeah. she's like doubly qualified. And, you know, I nearly didn't leave Shropshire because of Barbara. Right, but yeah. But ultimately, a year up there helping my mum. <laughs> it's very near to Wales. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Far from London. Yeah, no, you need to be in London and, you know, for your work and stuff. And Well, I but know, yeah. You just do. But no, paleo, no. But paleo's that, just yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and it's all I'm glad to get Absolutely. That's the thing. It exactly. Is, yeah. Sustainable. And what I mean is, when I say it's not like dog food, it just looks so rich and healthy. I know, exactly. That fresh. If, if we were all of a sudden, in another lockdown and all the shops had closed and there was yes. no food. I, I know Mike could eat us. that. It wouldn't you know. hurt Yeah, us. exactly. And I love they do the berry berry with the spinach and the bilberries and, you know, and I love the, the, the strawberries and ice cream with the kefir yogurt. That's so lovely. And, and, also... and the duck's necks, he loves them yeah. and the ribs. And it's just an amazing range. What people have said to me, other vegans, how could you, how can you, you know, you're a vegan. I've been a vegan most of my life. How can you um, do that? You know, and I said, but my dog isn't a vegan. My dog needs his food. He's not a human. He's, um, he doesn't have the same digestive enzymes as us. You know, I'm not gonna, I really disagree with people, dog owners feeding their dogs a vegetarian vegan diet. I just disagree with it. No good. Well, I, I disagree with it. It's cruel. So it's cruel. We're different species. It is it's cruel. cruel. It's cruel. And I have to go, also, you're right, it's sustainable, it's saving the planet, and also, you know, it's... But all raw food does, it's not just paleo, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as they all use, you know, in, yeah, in, yeah, I yeah. Mean, different meats vary a bit, yeah. brands and so on, but, you know, um, and it's, you know, it's not a new thing, that's the other thing. Yeah. What's new is vegan yeah. dog food, you yeah. know. And I really think you shouldn't, us humans shouldn't deign to be able to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not our job on this planet. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And also, you know, I really hate the, uh, the, the, the myths that go around with the raw food, 
which is horrendous. You know, the blood makes him angry. Know, aggressive. What? Aggressive. <laughs> Billy doesn't have one aggressive bone in his body. And he's a terrier. You know, he's the kindest dog, like I just said. No, that's he'll go up to the bird. Yeah. No, but that he'll go up to birds. Yeah. And he's lovely with them. They're no, not, they don't even fly away from him. But, but, you oh, know, it really annoys me. Yeah, no, but that's scientifically proven. That's a load of... That's a load of know, rubbish. And, you know, and all this kibble's good for the But the, the problem teeth. is, there's a lot of people that have taken on dogs, you know, for the first time recently, yeah. you know. Mm. And they're really... Uh, you see, when I'm doing my consults yeah. and stuff, I see a lot. Yeah, 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 I bet you do. And, you Must know... Must be frustrating for terribly you. Terribly depressing, oh, actually. Oh, God, I know. And draining I, and all the rest of it. I so, know. I know, so it's now, you know, so there's a lot of misnomers. And, and, you know, the other thing that frustrates a lot of people is that everyone becomes an expert. Yes. You know, and... Yeah. Um, but, but everyone learns you know, by their mistakes and, their, yeah. and the hard way at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and all you can do is try and help. Uh, see, I, I, I try, it's very difficult because we're obviously on the Heath every day. There's a real big community here. We've got lots of friends who have dogs. We've made friends through having dogs. Billy has lots of, as you know, he has a party every year and all the 20 dogs come, if more, all his mates. And it, I, I, I'm somebody, I can't tell someone what to feed their dog. I always kind of say, advise in a gentle way because people will take it in and, and you know they're, they're very and they believe every word the vet says or they're on hang I on know, every that's word. That's why I did all my study you see so, so that I can I am qualified to well, that's speak right. about it. So, Absolutely. And it's great so I'm quite proud at the moment I am getting the no, chance you're amazing. to do that now. I did enjoy you're amazing. being on Jeremy Vine. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. speaking of yeah. for raw food yeah. and meat eaters. Absolutely. But anyway, but you yes, know when you the time I took on the Pope's biographer, well, that was a different, that was uh, called being absolutely terrified on the top no, of the you're big No, br you're brilliant. <laughs> I didn't know until literally two seconds before yeah. we went live. I think they didn't tell me on purpose in case I suddenly <laughs> said um, I'd, um, I'd got to fly to Australia or something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, um, you're an expert in your field. You're brilliant. I don't no. need, As you know, I only come to you for advice. I know. I'm Always. Which Always. Is so because the you're only on the page. You're only, the natural. only person I come to. I know, and I'm glad because, you know, hopefully, you know, Billy won't be having his annual booster jabs now. Never. Well, he hasn't. He's never, he's only ever, he's never had one. No, that's good. Never. We've, we've never done that, have but we? But it's you're very much on that page as yeah, well, yeah, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you know, yeah. the natural health for you and for Mike. Yes, and, yeah. And then I think it's kind of easy it that, to <laughs> transfer what yeah. you do to your dog. Yeah. I mean, that's really it in yeah. a nutshell. But yes. bearing in mind, you know, that their digestive system isn't the same as ours. So you've got to yes. supply, you know, minerals and vitamins as sources that are bioavailable yeah. to a carnivore. So yes. a green lip muscle is brilliant for joints but because you know what? it's... We it's haven't animal, got that. We, we need to get that. Oh, yeah, no, listen. Muscle. Oh, my God. I gave Gremlin my cat some this morning. He has I, I give him turmeric as well. Which is brilliant. That is anti inflammatory. Yeah. But I would use the both. Because okay. they yeah, work the in collagen different powder. ways. Green lip muscle. Yeah, collagen's great because that's an animal source. Yeah. You see, but also green lip muscle is quite yeah. rare okay. as a superpower for chondroitin and glucosamine. Okay. But from an animal source. Okay. From the muscle, you know, we the need more to. in the air. I'll take, message mm. me later where to get that. Yeah, yeah. Where can we get that from? Well, actually, there's a really good brand that many years ago I, I launched, actually. Yeah. Call You Move. Yeah. So Molly, my first Minchable Terrier, actually went on the first run of it. Can you believe that? 
and uh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so it's that's very New. good. That's easily New. accessible. Okay. Gremlins or New Move Cat at the minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually give that to Binks as well because okay. you know, it all costs money. All these supplements. Yeah, that's they the do. other thing. They do. They to do. be they honest, do. You know? so it's a luxury expensive. to be able. No, and I think we should mention this. Yeah. To yeah. remind people. Yeah. Thinking about getting a dog. Um, yeah. Particularly because, I mean, at the moment the RSPCA is speaking out. You know, the the the, the soaring cost of living. It, they are seeing a lot more pets being abandoned, like everything from it. rabbits. Can't bear it. Um, Can't bear it. You know, oh. and I think that's going to be the final kind of almost nail in the coffin to some of these pandemic puppies that haven't been for the long haul yet. Do you know what I mean? Things are tricky. They can't afford the daycare while they go to the office for two days a week. Um, you know, all of this, yeah, it's all, it's, it's uh, awful. So I think we're living in um, scary times for dogs. I mean, I think actually the, the vista of dogs has changed so dramatically in the last, you know, few I'd have years. a farm of dogs. I would have a farm of dogs. But, um, and I think, so yeah, so you know they, you know they are expensive, and you have to make sacrifices. I think when you have a dog. No, totally. We, I, I think we do, don't we? But tell me, listen, am I right? Because I, I learned something the other day, but I, that I didn't know. So anyway. Hey, go on, go on. We, did you go out with Nick Grimshaw? <laughs> you got to keep this in. Yeah, we're not. We're not. <laughs> Grimmy will love this. Um, Grimmy is one of my best pals. One okay. of my best pals. He's also gay and has a lovely. Is he? He's oh. also gay and has a gorgeous fiance called Mish. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Me and Grimmy went out together. Oh, I'm so hopeless. He, I don't know. Do anything. you know what? I, mean, I didn't even recognise Johnny Depp when no. he recognised me. So <laughs> there is no hope. Well, okay. He, um, um, yeah, he was my gay husband. Yeah, yeah, great. Gay, gay husband before before I met Mike. Now Mike's my gay husband, um, and he's got a gorgeous fiance called Mish. But you um, had a I dad love Russell. that. Well, we did. We kind of shared a dog. We had a lovely little dog called Poppy. Um, we we did. We shared that dog, you know. Aww. And um, she um, she was beautiful. She was a rescue, but she died, and it was heartbreaking. Yeah, she just she just died. She had a defect. Oh no! It's a heart defect, and it both Grim and I were just. Devastated. I mean, devastated. Oh, I mean, this is obviously the flip side. And Gr yeah, and Grimmy, you know, got me a lovely present actually framed. I've st obviously still got it. It's um, beautiful frame with her first collar, oh. sort of pink collar, and I've got that. And he has her ashes. He's got oh. her ashes that are made into a, a paperweight. Has he got another dog now? He's got two dogs. Has he? Yeah, Piggy and Stinky are gorgeous. Both what are them, they? Both, what uh, great names? They're not pugs, are they? Uh, actually, Stinky is uh, <laughs> half pug and half half Jack Russell. <laughs> gorgeous dog. <laughs> Isn't Stinky just gorgeous? Mike just fell in fell in love with him, um, as I did. I mean, I've known him since he was a little in my hand. And Stinky and Pig is a um, female and she's a rescue dog and she's bull, uh, bull terrier, she, she's a bull terrier with, always oh, confused, is she a bull terrier? You'll know the Probably breed. is if she's called Piggy, a lot of them but, are called white, she's look. quite big, she's half bull terrier with something else. Oh. British bull, British bull terrier, I think. Well, no, it's an English bull terrier, that's what I was, what Prudence is. Oh, no, 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 she's not a British bull terrier, no, she's uh so got staffy in her, definitely. She's got staff in her. 
Um, they're very similar, the staff and the Bull Terrier. They're from the same. And she's just got a beautiful. Crosses. They're beautiful natured dogs. No, lovely. No, no. Um, but so, cool. but it was puppy then that began to turn you. Because weren't you sinophobic as a kid? No, I well, I've grown up with dogs. We've had all kinds of dogs. Uh, well, had, oh um, no, I've got that wrong. No, so basically, I've had cats and dogs. I've had when I was a kid, I had every animal going, even including a pet rat that my whole family hated, obviously, and that rat went missing and obviously they they're so bright rats they they got rid of it obviously because they can make great pets i loved it i had a pet newt rat cat so did hamster. i have a newt i yeah. called him donny yeah i i loved animals growing he was up so ugly yeah and didn't I, look like donny osmond yeah i found my newt in the backfield in a in a little pond and i took him home i had frogs because in our you know where we lived we had big fields which was amazing i loved animals so we've had uh, huskies I had a husky collie labrador um uh, little like um, mots, you know, um, but what, what you, when I say mot, what do you call them? Mongrels. Mongrels. I don't know. I said that. Sorry, mongrels, and then yeah, always growing up, and then Grimmy and I, uh, Grimmy got got his first dog, which she was called Puppy, and um, she was like he couldn't think of a name, so he just <laughs> Puppy, and then we we you know shared because. Um, Oh no, lovely! Is yeah. that what? Well, essentially, it was his dog, you know. Yeah, but, but um, did Puppy inspire you to get Billy another Jack Russell? Well, no, because when she died, I was literally like devastated, like so heartbroken. And I remember then when when Grimmy got Pig, I I kind of was reluctant to bond with her because I just felt so heartbroken, and I did eventually, but. Um, I was just so heartbroken. And then it was only when me and Mike got together um, and we'd look after Stinky. We'd look after Stinky a few times for Grimmy. And it, so we had that experience of having a dog together. And Stinky just loved Mike and obviously loved me because I'd known her since she was a tiny little thing. And we loved having her. And then Mike was like, oh, I think I'd like a dog. And I was, no, we're not getting a dog. I, I, I just didn't want to go through that heartbreak. You know, I've gone through heartbreak all my life with dogs dying, you know, um, my cat dying and all that. I just didn't want the responsibility. I didn't want the heartbreak. I didn't want the responsibility. And um, then a friend of ours, Mark Glenn, said, uh, you know when you call someone by their surname all the time when you grow up, it's like at school, Mark Glenn. <laughs> Mark Glenn, he um, basically, good, good, good pal of mine, I've known him for uh, most of my life lovely guy and he said are you two still looking for a dog and I said well I'm not looking for a dog but Mike's kind of going well <laughs> he said because uh, I know someone who wants to rehome all right. his animals he's oh. got cats show cats and he's got a couple of dogs and this one's a puppy not quite one and I was like mm, Mike's going I said okay and he said he said oh he's a fox terrier he said right and then he said do you want to meet so he, we met at the Heath at Gospel Oak. He said, I'll come to Gospel Oak. I said, okay, because he was coming from Islington. So we met at Gospel Oak and I said, well, he's not. So we met him, I said, he's not a Fox Terrier. He's a Parson Russell Terrier. Well, went, I think to be honest. No, he might, no, Mark got it wrong. He's, so we took him on the Heath. Yeah. And he'd never been in such open space before. And what was he like, Mike? He was like, he was just so bewildered by it all, right? He was so gorgeous and um. um, he just absolutely loved it. He was very, very shy with us and uh, wasn't sure. 
Anyway, we said, we'll have him overnight. We got him overnight and we got him in bed with us and he slept in between us all night. Yeah. And we absolutely fell in love with him and he fell in love with us. And we had to take him back to Patrick, the owner. He was dying of cancer, this so old guy. So you did a sort of a sleepover Yeah, and test. I, straight away, yeah. and Mike will remind me of this, when we first got him, my, I said to Mike, right, we'll just keep him overnight. It doesn't mean that we're keeping him. Uh, mean, the next day I was like, we've got to keep him, we've got to keep him. <laughs> so Mark, we took him back to Patrick, or Mark picked him up. Pa Mark, Patrick was an old guy dying of cancer. Now Patrick, a nice guy, Fed, oh, fed him on raw. You know. he, he he read. He fed him fed him on raw food. He was very pristine with his diet, amazing. But he wasn't. It wasn't a cruel guy. But he wasn't a, an affectionate guy. So he was never affectionate with Billy. He was in the crate a lot, and he was an old guy. And if Billy wanted to jump on his knee, he would push him down. Was he called Billy when you? Um, he's well. We'll get to that in a minute. He actually called him Bailey. But then we found out that he wasn't the first owner. He took him in because a family had him first and he, um, the, the little girl was allergic to him. Uh, so we we're his third owners before he was even one. Yeah. So that's why he was insecure. So anyway, he called him Bailey, then we called him Billy. And, um, but Patrick wasn't cruel by no means, but he wasn't affectionate. So when Mark took him back to Patrick, he wasn't bothered. He wanted to stay with us. He knew that we were the people, and he literally—I mean, if we're away from Billy for five minutes, he goes crazy over us. He—he he apparently just went, didn't do anything when he saw Patrick, and then we—we we got in. We paid Patrick a hundred pounds, and the reason why Patrick wanted the money was only to make sure that we were serious and that we were good owners. Um, and we got, gave us his crate, which he loves. His crate it's lined with sheepskin and fur and cashmere blankets. He's so spoiled. And he's got beds all over the place, as you know. And he just adored us and didn't want to leave our site. And he found us. Yeah. He found us. I think that's the way it works, actually. It yeah. all happens timing. You know, yeah, the yeah, universe yeah, yeah. puts it. And, yeah. and, you know, and it's good for you to have the commitment of a dog. You know. Yeah. I mean, without it, I don't think I'd get out of bed. I no, mean, you're right. Point? You're absolutely um, right. You're absolutely honest. right. So it's the structure. It's the know? structure. Because when Molly passed, yeah. she didn't my first ball, Terry, you know, oh, I derailed. God. I mean, you I've, know, and I really I've, did actually. I had a nervous breakdown. I, I was like that with Poppy. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't blame you, babe. I don't blame you. You know, um, it's hard. It's your child. You're losing a child. Years. No, you're losing your child. I don't. I. I so I, and that, but it's you know, but you've got to embark on the hair of the dog cure, which is what my dad always says. My dad really taught me really? everything about yeah. But well, embark on the hair of the dog cure is as in getting another dog. Yeah, yeah, it's the only cure. Yeah, it's the um, only cure. It's, the only it's like cure. taking you know, you know, the only medicine that's supposed to work is horrible tasting medicine, you know, and it's uh, you take that bit of sweet really? pill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just very reluctant after puppy. I just like I don't want. I don't well, want to like live without a dog yeah. ever again. And which I know is was, your choice. Yeah. But um, I feel you're missing out, and you're actually not doing justice to all the dogs that have gone before you're absolutely you know yeah. because i mean well for me dogs are part of my fabric so um you know because my upbringing around dogs so much that um i couldn't i don't like people enough is actually the truth yeah no i prefer dogs over people you know i really don't i don't i mean that is it i, mean, I couldn't bear it actually it's just no, i'm fond of the i'm fond of the good human and race. please leave that in mike yeah <laughs> I'm fond of the, there's good humans out there, Annie. You can't. You there's can't. a few. There's, there's quite a lot. Many. There's quite a lot. I don't know. 
Anyway, moving on. From anyway, that. so Poppy, <laughs> yeah, so Poppy was a Jack Russell, as you know. Yeah. And had a, and I've had experience with Jack Russells over the years, and I love their temperament, but their temperament is a lot feistier. With the parson in Billy, uh, his temperament is he's got that parson parson's temperament was he's a lot calmer he's better with dogs he's better with other animals i think every dog's an individual collector he is but i've known some very late oh no 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 true but but also some very hyper ones yeah i mean but he hasn't got that he hasn't got that jack russell sort of instinct when you you know see him with other animals and he's very jack russells are generally you can generalize on are confrontational he is so non-confrontational, like the Parsons. They're very non-confrontational, generally. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, it's good. It's like humans, you know, you certain personality traits, and they, you know, he's got that personality trait of a Parsons. Yeah, yeah, it's 50-50 genes and nurture, yeah, yeah, in yeah. people as well. Yeah, that's I mean, true. When I was studying psychology, yeah. it was all about nurture. Yes. And people thought, no, no, you know, it's not nothing to do with genes. But yeah. then, of course, you look at one of my old vets, was, we were talking here, yeah. twins, identical twins. Yeah. And yeah. they couldn't be more different. Yeah. So they'd had exactly the same nurture. I've seen a documentary on that. It's amazing. Same home, same food, yeah, yeah. same school, same parents, same yeah. everything. Yeah. But they're com- two completely different yeah, personalities. Yeah, because it's DNA. It's so DNA. It's, it's a combination and Absolutely. how you recognise strengths and weaknesses yeah. in us all, in, in us. I mean, everyone. Absolutely. No Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, so, I mean, no, it's brilliant, Colette. You know, I love it. And it's great, you know, I mean, rescuing, as we were just saying, with the soaring cost of living, I think... Britain's going to enter a massive crisis with dogs, but you also, you're an ambassador, aren't you, for Wild at Heart, which brings dogs in from overseas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, we, to be quite honest, through the pandemic, we haven't done enough for them, I feel, as ambassadors. I've been speaking to, you know, Nikki Tibbles, you've had her on the show. Oh, no, Um, Nikki, yeah. She's great, and we've been talking lately about putting on a concert. Oh, really? Yeah, which we will do, but at the moment I'm also an ambassador for... Nordoff Robbins Music Therapy, which we, I'm doing a concert for them at the moment. So I can't do everything at once, that's the thing. So. No, and there's so much to campaign for with dogs, because the other thing which I'm yeah. very on, and I know you are, yeah. is Camp Beagle. Oh my God. I, know. I went to a protest a few weeks back. Did you? I've, we've months. done oh, a podcast, God. so everyone tune in. Can't remember what episode it is yeah. off the top of my head. But yeah, Makes yeah. Me sick. I know. Somebody said to me, you're an actor, could you go undercover? I would love to go undercover and yeah. I'd be really good. However, I probably would I would probably murder someone and I'd yeah. be in prison. I wouldn't be no, able no, to go, stand see, there and watch that. I, I would know, end animal, up animal killing someone, God I forbid mean, me. It's on so many levels, Colette. I mean, you know a lot of these food firms. Yeah. They experiment on these dogs to eat their food. These dogs can be force-fed on I know, these foods I know, so I know. that they can make random claims like, oh, it's great for your skin and coat. But these dogs are in laboratories basically i know i'm tr- we're trying to be really conscious about everything now you know everything cruelty free I mean, for me i've always done cruelty free makeup and everything but just everything cleaning products but sadly even when you get the cruelty free stuff this is what f- me off so even like makeup so you get cruelty free however as soon as they sell it in china it becomes it's not cruelty free even their product over here if it's a british brand brand and it's all cruelty free but then when they want to sell it in the market the markets in in china they have to they have to uh, test it on animals they won't sell anything in china unless it's tested on animals so they send their products over there and then they test it on animals so then i'm like why are you even contemplating about selling your products in china 
It makes me so no, no. angry. Oh, God. I don't, Colette, don't. I, I know, don't. I'm sorry. I no, just... no, I'm with you on it. I find oh. it absolutely repulsive. It's I mean, like, I don't boast in... about your products being cruelty-free when you're you're selling it in f***ing China. Yeah, I mean, for my psychology sorry, degree, but... there was a part of it I couldn't do because it involved experimenting on animals. We're oh, talking this Christ. in 1984. So... Um, I mean, not in a horrible way. I wasn't, you know, one was injecting anything. But it, it was the principle of it Principle. All, you know? I mean, yes, it was going to be some behavioural studies, but yeah. you were using rats and mice yeah, yeah, yeah. to your own advantage. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do I that. I remember at school. And at biology, there was that dreadful exam, and I didn't do it. My dad went mental. I walked out. Dissecting. Where well, you had to dissect Dissect. I had to do I, it in biology. I, to I didn't do it. Um, well, I didn't trouble. do it. I, I didn't do it myself so either. And all everyone was laughing in the class and, you know. Oh anyway. gosh, well we're not going to put the world no. to rights unfortunately. No, one. but if we uh, can try and be cruelty free in everything we do, awareness, just be, just be mindful and try. But like I said, even when you are buying stuff that's cruelty free, the ingredients they're using isn't always cruelty free. If it was just the whole thing was just banned, then it would be, you know, be easier for everyone and obviously try and... There's too much money yeah. in it, Colette, but on that note... Of course it is pharmaceuticals you know we'll put the worlds to right yeah, see you exactly. tomorrow evening oh yes i can't wait I'll, what's your favorite cocktail gosh i don't know i quite like a moscow mule a moscow mule no i know that you will i know that you like uh, an alabama slammer because you you had one at the play which is uh um, southern comfort which is amazing they sponsored our play by the way and they're fantastic it was janice joplin's favorite tipple as it is mine <laughs> and uh, i know you love it so tomorrow we're going to make some alabama slammers some slammers oh my some slammers yeah all right 70s cocktail lovely to see you You look and absolutely you, gorgeous no, Colette, you look amazing are you joking thank i've you got my, my, my heath walking gear on and um yeah this has been lovely thank you so much no thank you love you That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, it really is amazing how many strong, successful women have been inspired by their dogs. And what's that? Yes, it is time for Woof of the Week. There's no doubt our dogs inspire us. So that's why it's so important to keep your dog healthy so they can inspire you for as long as possible. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks, of course, again to Colette Cooper, and all her links are in the show notes. Thanks, of course, also to Mike Hansen, my producer, for all the music and production as usual. Follow him and find out more about his company at Pod People UK. For me, I'm just at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next week, but for one week only, we will be a day early. That's because we've got a special double bill coming up on pet insurance. The first part airs next Saturday, the 27th of August, so make sure you look out for it. Or, better still, why don't you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that way, you'll never miss a show. Bye for now. Pod people.